0: Thank you for tuning in to the Blind in Business podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blind in Business podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Philippa Field, who's very kindly um, agreed to join us on the podcast today. Philippa, how are you doing today?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine
1: yes absolutely although we did get hit with a big thunderstorm about uh, 10 minutes ago so um the, it can change the weather can change on a dime really can't it so uh, um well thank you very much for coming on the podcast today um i wanted to get you on today because i, I think you've got a fascinating story and some great experiences that i think you can share so um i think it'll be a great place to start uh, for you to kind of give us a bit of a brief background about yourself
0: Okay, Um, so I'm Philippa. I'm 39. Um, I'm living in Bournemouth at the moment. Mm. Um, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, RP, when I was 19 and studying for my degree at Bournemouth Uni. Mm. Um, I finished my degree and then I moved to London for five years. Um, and initially got in touch with yourselves, Blind the Business, and they offered me a uh, fundraising placement for three months. And I was there for five months and then went on um, to work in the world of fundraising um, mm-hmm. in London I lived in London for five years. And then I fell pregnant with my daughter Sophie, who is now 11. And I moved back to Ferndown, Bournemouth, if you'd like mm-hmm. um, to start our family life together with my husband and that's where i am now and i'm currently working part-time um as a hr assistant um, two days a week and a day from home and yeah busy with two children who are 11 sophie's 11 and william is going to be eight on wednesday two days oh, amazing tested. very excited
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing that's amazing um funny we've got a couple of things in common there because I also have RP and I also went to Bournemouth University. so oh, post- oh, Yes, wow. I did. I yeah. did a I did a postgraduate degree. Um, did sport management there for a year. So yeah. um, I, lo- I loved it down there on the coast. Lovely, lovely area of the country. Um, I did. I did really enjoy my time there. Um, so yeah, thank you for giving that sort of brief overview, Philippa. So, um, I guess where I want to start is um, we'll kind of move on to sort of your life as a visually impaired mother. But yeah. I kind of wanted to start maybe, as you mentioned there, with your working experience, kind of your experiences as someone who lives with a visual impairment and trying to find employment. How how has that overall been for you in terms of finding jobs, looking for jobs, going through that that recruitment process? How, how have you found that throughout the years?
0: Um, challenging, shall we say. <laughs> Unfortunately, challenging. Um. I think in a way for me, I see it as a bonus that I didn't know I was visually impaired till I was 19. So Mm -hmm. um, up until that point and afterwards as well, because it's a deteriorating condition, mine, Mm -hmm. um, I I was normal. I felt normal. I did everything that everybody would do normally. And I actually worked part time when I was doing my A-levels and my degree in Sainsbury's as a cashier. And um, I didn't find any issue with doing that job until I actually finished my degree. And um, I was doing part-time at Sainsbury's and part-time as um, I worked in sales and purchase leisure for doing accounts. Um, And then um, at Sainsbury's, I I almost got to the point where I felt I was... (laughs) I didn't feel quite safe walking on the shop floor, shall we say. I think Mm -hmm. supermarkets are challenging anyway for anybody, (laughs) um, let alone with a visual impairment with trolleys and goodness knows what and boxes left on the floor all over the shop floor. Um, So I did take that decision to tell them at work, actually, that I was struggling and they were very accommodating. um, And they actually, because I've just worked on the checkouts, they actually had somebody with me walk through the shop floor to the tills and um, so somebody would meet me at the yeah. front of Sainsbury's and walk me to the back to clock in for, for my shift and take me to the tills so I did that um and felt fine there and again I was working um part-time at the time after I finished my degree in the sales office and I didn't find that that was okay that was okay because I worked um as I think a lot of kids do with parents so that was my mum that worked in the accounts office and she got me the job there so that wasn't really um an issue where I found I was struggled shall we say I don't like to say struggled because I think everybody struggles to get a job at times um was when I moved to London and I had to start from scratch and I didn't have a job that I could walk to around the corner which was Sainsbury's and I didn't have my mum to take me to work and almost fight my corner in a way to say that I can do this. I had to start again um, and I applied for quite a few jobs shall we say when I first moved to London and because I disclosed that I was visually impaired um, at interview I felt I didn't get the jobs and it wasn't until I stumbled across blind in business actually through my mum who went on to become a HR manager and she was studying for her CIPD qualification and it was in a magazine I think that there was an article about um, something that blind in business do speed recruitment and it was talking about getting visually impaired graduates into work and so my mum gave me the um, article and I got in touch with Blind in Business and that was my first stepping stone into work in London Um, and I really enjoyed my placement there and I I worked, um, used to help out a little bit with workshops that you do with the children in schools and um, I mainly helped with the fundraising part of the charity which got me into fundraising um, and so, yeah, that was where my career started in in London. And I think once you've got that stepping stone and and you can actually prove to people that you can do the job and you can get there and stuff, and then it 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 leads on. But I think it's connections in a way, um, having good connections helps.
1: absolutely. so in some in some industries, it is a lot about who you know and not what you know. Yeah, unfortunately um but yeah once you make and as you said there once you get your foot in the door and you prove to people that no actually i can i can do this job efficiently and effectively then i think the world's oyster then after that yeah it's just that initial it's that initial stage really where unfortunately a lot of employees put up a bit of a bit of a barrier or they have apprehensions about oh this person has a vision impairment oh will they be able to do this will they be able to do that but mm-hmm. in actual fact you know for a lot of us who live with a vision impairment we, we can do these jobs perfectly well it's just we just might need a couple of, of adjustments a few changes just to help us on a way to help to level the playing field yes. um but once we've got that then we we're, we're we can we, we're off we're off we're off the marks and we can we can take our careers wherever we want to take them so it's great to hear that you've kind of that you got into that career and you and you and you're able to get that placement and you you kind of found, found that next step and also as well moving to a new city moving to London is quite you know it can be quite daunting as well so yeah. um, once you've made that step that's a, another big achievement as well um, so kind of maybe moving to the present day then. How is it with with work now? You say you're working on a part-time basis. How, how does that kind of work now alongside uh, being a mother?
0: So when I fell pregnant with Sophie, um, me and my husband decided that actually living in London with children wasn't something we wanted to do regardless of the visual impairment because <laughs> we both grew up in the, in the South um, and we wanted the same for our children, what we had you know, the beach on the doorstep, the new forest from yeah. yeah, Rick till it comes home. It's lovely. a lovely place to grow yeah. up. Um, and, and the little town that we live in, which is Ferndown, everything is walkable. The schools, the shops, you know. Um, and so we yeah. uh, thought, well, you know, if I'm going to be doing this mainly on my own, because uh, my husband actually still lives in London, Monday to Friday, um, then then being down in Ferndown in Dorset would be the best place for me. Um, so job-wise, I, I actually took a year out when I had Sophie um, because I left, I was working in London for ASME UK and um, doing community fundraising for them. And I, um, I did actually approach them to go back part-time, do two days from home, one day in the office, but they declined that. Um, but this, you're going back, 11 yeah 11 years ago and i guess well the world has changed and i think maybe possibly now they might have offered that to me with Mm -hmm. with since covid and everybody working from home um but so i just my mum because she was still doing the hr route was actually working for a company called county foods they're like a catering butcher's um, supplying meat to, um, hotels, restaurants, pubs locally. She works in, in HR and because of my degree, which was in psychology, which did have an aspect of HR in it. I thought, well, let's try something different. Cause I do like new challenges. And so, um, I worked there two days a week and because it kind of fitted around the children, um, I, I, I did that, and, and for them, I mainly do recruitment for them now. Um, it's, it's a growing company. I've been there 10 years, and it's grown from 40 staff to 85. So um, I mainly do recruitment for them. So um, it kind of fits in with my, with my life, because I can still yep. be a mum, yep. which is my main job, if you like, and I can still work. Because I do enjoy working, and let's face it, everybody needs money as well. So yeah, of course. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I feel pretty normal as a mum, to be honest. I mm. I don't feel that my visual impairment really like hinders. You know, I mean, it mm. doesn't hold me back from doing what I need to do in terms of looking after the children
1: it's um amazing i I mean i I mean that's what i was going to kind of move on to was i have you had to adapt in any way um in terms of your parenting approach um, because of your visual impairment or is it really kind of been quite quite normal in in that sense
0: i i i think that to be honest because it's it's something that's always in the background for me my visual impairment yes you yeah. do get days where you do bump into a lamppost or fall off fall off a curb or something yeah um you just learn to deal to deal with it and, and i don't think i think if anything it's probably helped my children with their development mm. because i spend a lot of time with my children like because we have to walk to well they've always walked to preschool and walk walk to school. um, and we talk on the way. And so they're very talkative, very good at communication. Mm -hmm. They're very aware of their emotions because we discuss things. Um, And actually, you know, maybe if I could if I could drive, because I'm not, I can't drive because of my visual impairment, maybe if I could drive and I put them in the car. (laughs) <laughs> and put the music yeah. on, then I wouldn't be talking to them. So right. exactly. Um, it's actually, I, I feel, almost helped them with it. And they're very kind, considerate children, because at times, yes, they do have to help help me. If I can't, for example, if I drop something and I can't find it, then they, yeah. will, they will help me. Sophie, my daughter, she's really great at going out and about. She'll hold on to my arm. So she's very kind and thoughtful which i think is lovely qualities to have in children so actually Uh, i would say it hasn't hindered them at all
1: well i I think that's almost the
0: opposite (laughs) opposite. that's amazing (laughs) they're not self-centered they're very um they think about the world around them and 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 their actions on others which i think is great qualities to have in in children
1: absolutely I mean, I can remember obviously when, if, if it was reverse roles and I was a younger child and obviously my mum knew about my vision impairment and she had to do things differently and make sure I was aware of things and, um, you know, be careful I when, when crossing the road and um, taking me to school and things of that nature. And so it's amazing to hear that kind of your children have taken up a lot of those kind of responsibilities and helping you out along out in the world as well. So that's, that's really incredible to hear. Um, and as you said, it's developed them in, in a positive way. So yes. that, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, I mean,
0: it, it, I mean, don't, believe, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it is hard at times, especially, yeah. um, with my daughter who, so she's very into dancing. So she mm-hmm. dances three times a week. Um, so I have to rely on, on lifts for her mm-hmm. to get there. Cause I can't drive. Um, so I do have to, I've, I'm very organized which is a good quality that is a quality that's comes from because of the visual impairment, because you have to plan things in advance of how you're getting here, there and everywhere. And I have to do the same for my children. So I do have to rely on parents for lifts or I, I, my parents. And I also um, rely on the, the children's friends, parents. But as they're taking their children anyway, they're quite happy to pick up Sophie. So that that works and i and i do a favor for them like i they i might have like a play date or something for their child and they're come over so i'm kind of i'm helping them out as as well so i don't feel guilty if you like for them picking up sophie so you just find ways of adapting i guess
1: yeah yeah and that that's amazing that there's a really good sort of community sense there as well with as you said with your children's friends parents i mean that it sounds like there's a really helpful kind of community to, to help you along the way. Um, and kind of following on from that then as well, I mean, are there any other sort of techniques or strategies that you've had to implement in order to help with day-to-day life at all?
0: Um, so technology-wise, at home, I mm-hmm. love Alexa. Yeah. Now, yeah. Alexa, in my house, we've only had, I think, possibly about five five or six years but it's amazing what she can do
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's hers of i i love mis- listening to music she plays the radio for me she tells me what the time is she um i've actually got her programmed in to do the heating for me so in in the, when it's cold in the morning i can tell her to set the heating for mm. for me um so I I use Alexa a lot to tell me the weather before I before I head out the door because being a mum anyway is you know getting everyone out the door ready for school you don't have time to check your phone and have a look so of course. Um, Alexa is um, is great in our in our in our house so that's probably one of my main techniques and actually I do use it for for work purposes if I'm working from home. Um, Because in my job, I work in recruitment, and I'm constantly reading through CVs. So I Mm -hmm. might ask Alexa, where is such and such a place? Or um, so I know where the person lives, if that person lives locally. Um, And also, um, you know, I can can look at at dates, because sometimes people put their their dates Dates of birth on there, and I can ask Alexa how old will that person be, and things like, and things like that. So I do use it with, with work, it's and and cooking and everything like that. So Alexa's really helpful, and I guess other techniques, like I said, is being organised. Yeah, you know, and and planning the day. Um, for instance, you know, when the kids w- were little, I'd have one going to school, one going to preschool, and I'd literally almost at the beginning of the day start out how am I going to do this oh what while I'm taking one to preschool I'll I'll carry on into town and I'll get that shopping that I need Um, and I also do um, online quite a bit of online shopping in terms of food shops, so I get that delivered so I don't have to deal with the chaotic supermarket with trolleys coming at me and toddlers i don't see yeah yeah (laughs) um so um it kind of takes the stresses out for me and um you know and and amazon which everybody uses um who deliver everything to me if i can't get to the shop so um yeah I, i guess they're kind of like my techniques of how i deal with the the every every day and just having that support group around you is is such a big thing for
1: me yeah absolutely and I want to touch on that support group in a second but I just wanted to also kind of emphasize what you were saying there just about, about technology and things, things like Alexa I mean we, we're almost blessed in a way in, in in the day in in the world we live in today with right. with the amount of technology that can help us um even with things like we're well, now on on zoom or teams or um as I said AI that we can just we can ask a question and and they can and they can respond immediately it's it's, it's quite incredible and people who may who who don't have a vision may not realize how crucial it can be in some aspects Uh, even if it's on a computer with voiceover technology for example being able to read the screen out loud uh, it's such a vital part of how we work and how we can make adjustments for our daily lives so I think yeah. that's that's incredible, and it's great to see that you've utilized something like Alexa to to, to help with daily tasks. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, going, just as I said, going back to that strong support network, how how crucial has that been to to, to help you through your, your, your you obviously mentioned before with your with the, the friends of uh, sorry the parents of your children's friends? Uh, how, yeah. how how has that sort of helped you, and, and how crucial has it been in getting you through um that, uh, getting you through on a day to day basis?
0: Well, I think it's crucial for even just for being a parent. You need yeah. other parents around you to give yeah. you advice and support. Um, and actually, one of my best friends is Kelly. I'll shout out Kelly because mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's actually yeah. visually impaired like me and she has okay. actually got RP. Um, now, I found Kelly, if you like, um, on the school run one morning oh, when we were pushing our chairs to school and we were just chatting chatting along and then she confided in me that she couldn't see very well and I said well I can't see very well either and then she said well what have you got and I said well I've got RP and she said oh me too and we, oh, wow. we were just happy. <laughs> um and our children are exactly the same age Kelly's actually well Kelly's actually got four children which are I think they're like 20 and 18 and then she's got two the same age as, as my two which are 11 and and eight so we've got a lot in in common of just being a visually impaired mum. And Kelly's husband also works away at times. So she's on her own with the kids, like I'm on my own with the kids at times. Our kids are exactly the same ages. We both work part time. Mm -hmm. um, And we can both just support each other. Like, you know, sometimes I I whack into a lamppost or something and I curse myself. And I think to myself, I'm just gonna text Kelly because she can totally understand how that how that feels you know what you know how it impacts the rest of your your day um and we give each other advice and and support so she's probably and and i'd never before i'd never before kelly met met anybody actually that's got rp because for me my rp it's normally something that runs through families but Mm -hmm. i don't have anyone in my family that has it it's just randomly started in me so having that support of somebody in the same boat as yourself is such a big thing for me so Kelly's probably my probably high up in my list of of support um and then other other mums at at the school because they've got similar they've got children the same age as my two so they've they've known me for you know a long a long time since preschool days so eight about eight years now when the kids were three when they started preschool so having having them is is really um a great support and I'm I'm lucky where my mum actually lives about four doors away from me um, so she's very handy as almost like a corner shop as well at times yeah. you know, if I just need an egg or something yeah. for and I can just walk over there or send Sophie to go and get to go and get it um so she's been um helpful with child care and and just you know saying i'm just popping in down into Ferndown to go shopping do you want anything from the supermarket um and and things like that and even just you know name, I, as what i have found as i've got older is actually telling people and confiding in people that you can't actually see great and explaining it makes such a difference um and so having them them there and I think just keep talking to people really I I guess really for me that's my psychology background as well you know yeah the the importance of keep talking and telling people how you feel um and you know even the children are such a good support they are almost a distraction for me because you know I don't sit and and think oh I wish I could do this I wish I could do that because of them you have to keep going through the day um and they do give you a reason to keep going give you a reason to work they give you you know a reason to get up every day um so I would definitely say to anybody that obviously depends on your level of visual impairment or your circumstances but don't ever think I can't have children because I can't see very well because Like I said, I I, I see you always see the positives in it and and it has actually pushed my family in a different direction, perhaps. But it's made us very we're very close, and we lean on each other for support. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. I think as you're saying, uh, support groups are extremely important, and, and talking about it as well. I mean, I I've been someone in the past who perhaps hasn't been the most open about talk uh, talking about my vision impairment um but getting involved in sort of peer support groups especially with charities like in the uk who offer mm-hmm. sort of local local peer support groups and you can join up with others uh, who are like you know like-minded who suffer yeah. with the same condition as you and you can just you can talk you, you can share stories you can talk about different challenges you've had and you can relate to each other and i think it's a great way of of helping with with daily life and not Mm -hmm. having to not having to struggle in silence really um i think Mm -hmm. that's a that's a big barrier for a lot of people whether that's either trying to find employment or um join social you know join social events or anything of that nature that can be a bit of a barrier if they don't talk about their vision impairment and the challenges they face so Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic you've got a strong support um group there and someone else who can relate to you with your with your vision not uh, not only someone with a vision impairment but someone with the actual same condition as well Um, because rp is not incredibly common so um, it's it's great that you've got someone there that can help you and relate to you in in that sense yeah i was going to now move on to talk about you know are there any sort of can you think of any like heartwarming or you know specific you know really um good Um, memories if you will of you and your children and maybe in terms of them helping you um, when you've struggled with something or anything of that nature something you know something really heartwarming something to to encourage others other families and and parents who may be living with a visual impairment um
0: okay so i i would say the bonus for me with my visual impairment um (laughs) is as a family we love going to the theater and love going to the cinema. Um, and because of my level of visual impairment, I do get um, like assistance and cheaper tickets and things. So it's meant that we 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 always go to the theatre in London once a year and go and see something um, as a family. Um, and we did go last year to see Joseph and I got yeah. really good seats, like two rows from the front and the kids loved it. And And, you know, and I just think of the positives of you know, maybe if, if I didn't have my visual impairment, perhaps we wouldn't go to the theatre as much because of the cost, for example. Or we wouldn't have been able to sit so close, you know. Um, so that's, 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 that's good. And for, for me, Sophie is, she, she's almost like, well, she is my, you know, as she gets older, she's my friend, she's my support as well. And we, for example, just on Friday, I live very close to the local pub. Which is yeah. quite handy. <laughs> yeah, um, <absolutely. laughs> And so we um, we walked around there and um, sat in the pub garden and 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 had a drink. And I didn't have to worry about it getting too dark or anything like that because I've got Sophie with me to to walk me back. Um, and William as well. He's coming up to eight, and he does football mm-hmm. after school football club. Um he's there at the moment, actually, and he finishes at quarter past four, which people may think, well, that's that's not a bad time. Um, but in the winter, quarter past four is dark, yeah. so I can get there fine. No problem. I tend to get there early so I can watch him do his football as well. Um, but coming back, it's dark. So William, because he's obviously still shorter than me, he's got his backpack on, and I hold on to the handle at the top. Oh, amazing! And he's he's like <laughs> he's like my guide dog, if you like. <laughs> and and here, um, he'll, he'll just walk me back, and you know, uh, uh, and anything like that. Ah, I mean, uh, uh, I I mean, yes, I do yeah. curse it at times. You know, recently I did smack right into a lamppost because William was on his scooter and I was concerned he was getting too close to the road so I was looking at him and and what I find with my own friend, I can't see the whole visual field so yeah. I went smack into a lamppost and cursed myself because I thought my gosh this is the school group I've done this mm-hmm. for eight years why am I banging into a lamppost um and William is very kind and considerate and I I try to brush it down you know and not not get too, like yeah. you know I don't want him to worry shall we say but it did hurt um and um you just get you just learn to to get on with it and I think he just thinks oh silly old man sometimes yeah <laughs> yes
1: yeah, it can unfortunately these things happen it's happened to me quite recently I, I walked into a lamppost and it's down a path that i've walked hundreds of times before yeah um whether it's a lack of i don't know For myself i don't know whether there's a lack of concentration or uh i i think in my i think in my case it was just looking down at my phone for just a, for just a second and then bang it's uh, it's right in front of your face um so it's like, it's an unfortunate reality but um i think one thing that living with living with a vision impairment does it does build up a, a strong sense of, of resilience um yeah. Yeah. and determination and getting through these yeah. things uh, oh to we'll a lampo so oh, we'll get, get, let's get on with it what's the next thing you know and yes. sometimes, yeah. sometimes we have to sometimes we do have to take a step back and say okay wh- what can we do to help support us so whether it's as you said using William's backpack as a guide or for me it's using a using a little mini torch that I can just take out if I'm on a dark path yeah. or something or a cane yeah. Just to, yeah. to make sure obstacles are you know what obstacles are in my way and that sort of thing yeah. so yeah um whatever ways we can to, to work around it we we always try and find um I think that's another one problem solving skills is a, is another oh, massive yeah,
0: part, yeah of, part of it
1: um of just finding diff- different solutions to things um has there been any sort of I don't know if I'll be correct in saying or right in saying, would there be any sort of support from school, from the school in that sense, in terms of helping you with the children if you feel like you needed support from the school? um, So I I don't know whether it's picking up your children or any other sort of support, or is is that something you've been able to kind of work around yourself?
0: Um, I've worked around it myself, to be honest. I don't think, when I do go onto the school grounds for like, because William's still in primary school, so I have to take him see him in and pick him up afterwards Mm. I do have my symbol cane on me just Mm -hmm. to make others aware Um, and especially because it's a primary school you've got a lot of mums with toddlers and buggies Mm. um, which I don't see so um, just making them them aware and when I do go into the school um, I do sometimes take my cane with me so that the teachers are aware um, you know to move things out the way or anything like like that um but i think the schools i i think i think it's it's the way that the the world has changed they're much more acceptable if you like and much more understanding Um, and actually for sophie's school because she's what we have middle schools here which goes from year five to year eight i actually went in recently and spoke to the kids about um, they wanted somebody to go in and talk to the kids about careers their career journey Um, And so I emailed, uh, it was year seven, we're doing it. Um, I emailed the head of year seven and said that I'd be happy to come in and talk to the kids, not realizing that I'd have to do a PowerPoint presentation, which I haven't done PowerPoint since (laughs) uni. Um, So I had to do a little refresher and and it was was fine. And I went in and I I spoke to the kids and the teachers um just year seven which was you know I, I was thinking am I doing the whole school or a year or what but just year seven um about the different challenges at times of of you know working and being visually impaired and how it um impacts what jobs you go to but I think it pushes you in directions you wouldn't perhaps normally go down um but it's which in a way is good because you can kind of think well what am I going to do what job am I going to do what is it that I want to do what do I want to do with myself and having these almost like a, a bit more of direction with it actually actually helps you know because like yeah. I said going back to working for blind and business if I didn't work for blind and business then I wouldn't have got into the charity sector and thought well actually I really enjoy this sector it's actually nice going to work and actually helping other people um, and I wouldn't have gone on to do the other um, fundraising charity jobs that I did um, so I think going back to the schools I think they are actually really, support- really supportive and mm-hmm. after I did that talk I said in my talk because I have mm-hmm. done different jobs as I've gone along I haven't stayed in one sector I did actually say I do fancy doing something different because I have been where I am for nine, 10 years. I do fancy something different. And they, of course, the teachers asked, didn't they, well, what do you want to do next? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, maybe I want to become a teacher because when I was doing my degree, I did actually think about being, going into teaching. Um, And actually at the end of the presentation, one of the teachers came up to me and said, um, you know, you'd be great as a teaching assistant. Do you fancy becoming a teacher? And I don't know. And I said, like, you know, we've got some vacancies at the moment. So I am thinking of because I do miss I do like working with every job I've done has always been people focused. You know, even even Sainsbury's back in the day of sort of, you know, I had regular customers that would come to my till and mm-hmm. and and I always think of helping others. I like I enjoy that. I enjoy that. So and even my current job you know i'm i'm employing people so i'm recruiting for them so i'm interviewing them and offering them jobs and when you offer somebody a job you're making that person very happy most of the time yeah. so <laughs> um so yeah i think um you know i think you've got to do what's right for you obviously at each yeah. each stage but for me i think being visually impaired has pushed me into a different i don't know what i would i don't know where i would I, I don't know where i would be basically now if i wasn't visually impaired where would i be do you know what i mean in life yeah.
1: now yeah so that's a really great question to think about it's something i thought about you know what 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 would be the difference if i didn't have vision impairment and what, yeah. what, what how different would the path be um so it's incredible and in, in many ways, sometimes the vision impairment can offer other opportunities that you wouldn't find otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's amazing. And um, to hear that, you know, you've come in and spoken to the, to the children at the school as well. It's really incredible to share those experiences. That's um, fantastic. That, that really is fantastic. And I kind of wanted to kind of wrap it up then on, on sort of tips and advice that you, you may have for those... With a vision impairment, who perhaps you know are parents now, or maybe are looking to become parents in the near future, what what sort of things would you kind of advise, and 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 what sort of things would you ask them to think about?
0: Um, I I would say if you have got the support network around you, it's a it's know go for it. Be be a parent. It's you know it's so it is the most rewarding job. Mm -hmm. Um and um. I would say yeah don't don't let it hold you back i mean obviously there's different levels of visual impairment you know for me it 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 hasn't hindered my children's education at all i find different ways to do to do things um and support them with their education and and um i would say go for it i think you do need that support group whether you f- you find it you know as as a parent you you need support like even just going to toddler groups and and speaking to other parents as a parent you need other parents yeah. help and advice and somebody that's going through the same as as what you are so i would say don't don't think that you can't do it because you can you know you yeah. you get on every day with your visual impairment and and children don't you know yeah it, it gets you through the day. Kids, yeah. They give you a purpose. Yeah. I mean, the, you yeah. don't get me wrong, they drive me crazy at times. As, <laughs> yeah. as I'm sure lots yeah. of parents would say. <laughs> yeah. And you think to yourself, well, what would I do with my day if I didn't have the children? Um, but, but, yeah, I always, I always look at the positives. And, and yeah. yeah, being a parent is, is a big part of my life. And, and I wouldn't change that at all. I wouldn't change that at all.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Philippa, for, for joining us on the podcast today and talking about your experiences. It's, it's amazing to hear, and I'm sure it's going to be extremely inspirational for those who listen. So thank you so much for joining us.
0: Oh, you're very, very welcome. It was, thank nice, you. It was nice to talk, Nice
1: to meet you as well, Joe. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Thank you so much. Um, So thank you everyone for listening to the podcast today. Uh, you know, our blinding business we help with various things when it comes to those finding um, employment um, if you live with a visual impairment. So if you would like to get in contact and, and to, to learn more about us, please feel free to. Uh, my email address is joe at uk. So if you'd like to get in touch directly, then please do. We also have various different social media platforms. You can find us. Um, on Twitter at Blinding Business, and on Instagram at Official Blinding Business as well. And you can also find us on LinkedIn and Facebook um, with the name Blinding Business. Um, but thank you so much again to Philippa for joining us
0: on the podcast. And thank you everyone for listening.